Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. Ten years from now, we will have a talent pool that will be so much more capable than we have today in solving the specific problems. Leading innovation in their companies. How gravity works. Why are we so different from the chimpanzee? Safe drinking water for all. What about today? It's time to recapture the spirit of innovation. This is your brain. It's an invention of mine. We're ready to go. We're going to do it. This is your brain on innovation. Innovation. Innovate. It's up to us to make it something wonderful. Keeps my brain alive. That's what gives me hope. A lot of hope riding on innovation. You might say innovation is an elusive, magical quality that we can't predict very well. But like lightning, we all know it when we see it or hear it. Exploring what a typical computer interface, keyboard and mouse, might do to produce sound was the idea of this old project, with the less-than-catchy name, the Structured Sound Synthesis Project, built in the 80s by a University Toronto researcher named Bill Buxton. And I can pull the value down. As you can hear, it gets clearer, or I can push it up. Make it staccato, or very resonant. I can even change tempo, speed it up, or slow it down. Immortalized there in a garbly YouTube, this drum machine kind of thing delivered insights into how touch itself might be its own interface into digital devices and became part of the revolution that produced the touchscreen technology that is all around us now, from the iPad to Android phones. Bill Buxton, you heard him on that uh, YouTube video, is here with us this morning. He's now the principal researcher at Microsoft these days, and he's going to kick off a series of conversations on the takeaway on innovation we're calling Flash Forward. Bill, good morning. Good morning. Good to see you. Explain how the, the, the toy, the play, it seems to me, that came from that original musical instrument idea uh, led to the insights that, that created the possibility of using touch as a whole new way of uh, dealing with computers way beyond keyboards. That's a couple answers. The one is that um, musicians have a longer history of expressing creative, powerful ideas through a technological intermediary than probably any other profession in history. Sure. And so a lot of us actually did come out of being luthiers, people who built instruments to capture human expression. And it turns out that today the things that um, the properties that make a good musical instrument are now affordable and deployable on consumer electronics, and so things are crossing over. And and the the, the physical feedback that comes from the creation of a violin you saw in electronic products that uh, were much less subtle and nuanced than a violin but uh, had the potential to do what now we take for granted today in the iPhones. Yeah, I, w- I was a composer and performer for 20 years, but I got very frustrated with the instruments I could buy, so I, it was easier to learn how to build them and design them um, than buy them. How much of innovation is risk and how much of it is just a kind of a resettling of the deck, a, a throwing out of all the rules and just basically starting from zero? key question because we live in such a risk-adverse society. There's not a single institution, including NPR, that we respect in our society today that wasn't the result of people taking on incredible risk. And and the key thing is, is we have to learn how to manage risk much better. And there's a huge difference between risk and danger, and people don't know the difference. Is it about recognizing ideas or recognizing people? It's a combination of the two. Uh, Innovation, creativity, and managing risk, it's, it's like music or, or running or anything else. It's, a, it's something you've got to practice, and if you don't use it, you lose it. But the, 
the ability to have ideas regularly and good ones and know how to process them is a learned and acquired skill. You get better at it the more you use it. Well, but there's the other end of that equation, which is you say you call the difference between risk and danger. There, there's the, the other person who has to recognize which are the good ideas and which are the bad and decide which to invest in and, and which not to. I mean, how, you, how do you determine who's the crazy guy with the, with the weird idea and, and who's the innovator with something that's really going to change everything? So the first thing is we it comes back to this notion of play that you spoke about earlier. We we have this we believe this myth that ideas are precious, good ideas are precious. And the first thing I have to get over it is that they're not. Ideas are a dime a dozen. The way you have a great idea is to have a hundred good ones. Um, and so it's not just the creativity you bring to having the ideas in the first place. It's the creativity and process you bring to evaluating and the insights from outside, the things you'd consider that no one else would consider that gives you an insight about why we should pick this one instead of that one. And, and that's a process you can learn and, and develop, but it's, it's the whole deal. But yeah. how, how do you make that environment? I mean, you have the president all the way up to the, the White House saying we have to create an environment like we used to have where we supported entrepreneurs and, and supported innovators. What is the, the right environment for, for coming up with ideas? So the first one is just to not be so uptight about it. I, I, I was the kid at the back of the class that was always cracking jokes and messing things up, and I still do that uh, no matter how senior the meeting is. If you're not relaxed so you can play with ideas, how are you, you know, you're going to be so anal retentive. You're not going to, you're going to latch in because you're worried. Uh, you have to be good enough at what you do. It's just like music or anything else that you can actually improvise and play and know you're still going to be able to solve the, the problem. But and how do you do that at Big Microsoft? I would say that that might not be the most fertile place to be Mr. Danger, Mr. Risk. Uh, a company that's worried about its bottom line and worried about whether it's dropped the ball is not necessarily looking to the mountain climber musician from the back of the class. So um, it's all a question of knowing there's a time and a place for everything. And uh, and so you, designers and people who are doing innovation, they're not um, – you don't, you're not playing the whole time, but it's up at the front when you make the fundamental decisions. See, the thing is people latch on to an idea way too early and then do a great execution of a, of a plausible idea. But you've got to not only get the idea right, you've got to get the right idea. And there's this notion about get the right idea first and then get serious as could be about executing. Of course, you're innovating along the whole process, but um, you've got to have both sides. Most people, when they're building things, latch on the first idea and then go for it because they feel they're under the gun, when in fact they should spend way more time picking what they're actually going to do and planning, and then they're going to come up not only with a better idea. You, you can afford, if you have the right process, to explore way more ideas than most people generally do. Do you scare your bosses at Microsoft, and is that a good thing? And do you work on things that don't necessarily have a payoff uh, in the next quarter or the next year and a half? If you're good at managing risk and fear, uh, it's the most exhilarating thing to do. And uh, so, yes, if you're working with professionals, we're scared all the time, and we love it. That's the edge where to be. And we're comfortable with it because we're good at it, or we aspire to be at least. Where do you think companies like Microsoft should be heading? Where do you think – I mean, Barack Obama says we need to restore innovation. We need to do what China is now doing. That used to be us is, is sort of the idea. The, the trap that companies get into is they have a success, and then that's their bread and butter, and they latch into that. And the people who are gatekeepers grow. Uh, they've been, they got to their power because of being good at that thing that got them where they are today. The challenge is knowing, is recognizing that what got you to where you are today isn't what's going to get you to where you need to go tomorrow, and it's a different skill set often. Um, 
and, and mix of people and personalities and talents that you need to move to the next level. So Making the, that change is, is the big challenge. So the tension in a place like Microsoft is to keep from, hey, Windows was great. Let's do Windshield or Visor. You say blow it away and, and do something fundamentally different, but use the talent of your best people. Absolutely, and it doesn't mean you blow away your legacy products. It means that uh, you take some of what you've earned from that and invest it in the next level. That's why we invest so much in research uh, on top of Windows. To, Would, to, wouldn't you rather do this all on your own, not under the aegis of a corporation? I'm way smarter when we're around really smart people. And uh, innovation, creativity is a social thing. It's not a thing of individuals. And I, I, you know, people talk about social networks. Well, heterogeneous social networks. I, uh, Renaissance teams, are, the Renaissance is not possible anymore, but Renaissance teams are. So it's sort of long, the Renaissance is the king is dead, long live the king. Renaissance is dead, long live Renaissance. Phil, uh, looking for, uh, for any uh, people like, uh, you know, people good in media, radio kind of. You know, Absol- absolutely. <laughs> really? Hey, do you have a card? 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 card? He has a resume. Bill Buxton, <laughs> principal researcher at Microsoft Research, uh, kicking off our flash forward conversations on innovation. Thanks, Bill. My pleasure.